lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast that just realized the US dollar to pound sterling conversion rate. Well, Curtis, it's now called soccer. And my name is Larry Wu. And uh, I'm Curtis Withers. Yes, it is World Cup time um, in November because they decided to uh, hold the tournament in um, the the. <laughs> I think I think one of our reporters called it the prison planet temperatures of Qatar. <laughs> oh, God. They couldn't they couldn't play during the regular the regular summer schedule because it was too oppressive. So, so two two questions about that because I, I I wasn't sure what's the time difference between Doha and and uh, and and us. It's a good question. I know that it's hard because normally you just kind of see when the games are on and be like, yeah. oh, it's like, but because they're playing them, the other thing too is they're playing them late. Because yeah, so that's why I'm wondering, like, when when I'm watching a game at two in the afternoon, Eastern, like, what time is it there? Is it, yeah. is it like, it must be late, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be pretty. Uh, uh, so Doha, Doha is eight hours ahead. I thought it was good. I thought it was more, but it's not that unlike, it's not that different from like London, right? Okay, so, so this is like, just, but they're basically an hour further. Yeah, so like London. when they're, so the, so the late games would be, those would be like 10, 10 30 p.m. kickoffs in Doha time okay okay and and I heard temperatures in the evening when the sun is down is like a comfortable like I think between 20 and 30 from what I understood yeah it's it's far more tolerable yeah yeah but you don't want to be out during the day no no apparently it's uh it's quite uh, it's quite something and again like yes this is uh this is fall, it just as it's fall here, it's fall there. But uh, still, so I don't know what it would have been like if you had had it in July. But oh, yeah. though that's when they were building those build, building the these these structures, Curtis, and that's when those people were dying. Yep, yep, I know. Well, any case, so you, you you've been watching. I've kind of caught a few games, but obviously for your work, you've been paying way more attention. And we were talking at the beginning before the show started about kind of all the upsets that have happened so far. And obviously with um, team Canada making an appearance. And from what I understand, the last time team Canada showed up, like the K car was, was at its peak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it was uh, th- 30, 36 years ago at uh, the 86 uh, world cup in Mexico. And they played France, the Soviet Union and I can't remember. It was another European team, and uh, they did not score. Hmm. Um, so you know, this time I think they're going to score at some point in this tournament. But they played. Um, so they opened their first World Cup appearance in 36 years. Yesterday they had that sweet 2:30 p.m. Eastern, 10:30 p.m. Doha time slot and they played Belgium who are ranked number two in the world and they did not score 
so they're still looking for their first goal, but they played really, I was really impressed with how they played other than the fact that they're finishing. They seem to, they seemed a bit over eager, which I guess is understandable because they're a young team. They're playing at this level for the first time. Um, you know, they qualified for this world cup top of their, of, of their region, CONCACAF, which is, North and Central America and the Caribbean. So they finished ahead of like Mexico and US and teams that are normally in the World Cup. Um, but they haven't really played at this with this sort of sense of occasion. So they there was a lot there was they they came out like super aggressive. I think they scared the crap out of Belgium. They had them on their heels <laughs> for almost the entire game. They got an early penalty. Uh, that Alfonso Davies took and he kind of kicked it right at the keeper, um, uh, Thibaut Courtois, who's the Belgian keeper, one of the best in the world. So you have to, you know, that was a controversy on whether or not he should have taken the penalty. But uh, anyway, they, they played, they played really well. They had the majority of chances, but they had like 20 or so shots at goal and only three of them were on target. So that was a big problem. And then Belgium just happened to get a goal just before halftime against the run of play. And then that was it. Um, so they lost one nil, but they were facing the second best team in the world by, by FIFA ranking with arguably the best goalkeeper in, in the world. Uh, and so you, really held their own. Yeah. You, 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 can, you don't want to take that away from them. So when, when do they play next and who do they play next? So they next play on Sunday against Croatia. Croatia were finalists at the last World Cup yeah. in uh, in in Russia, and they're good. Um, when they when they went to the final in Russia, uh, they were uh, they were led by Luka Modric, uh, who's like a you know sort of like their talismanic uh, captain, and he won the award for the uh, tournament MVP. The uh, was it called the um, not the golden, not the golden boot, because that's for the top score. But the, but the golden something, golden ball. He won the golden ball hmm. as the as the MVP. But he's a bit older now. He's not quite the. Um, he's he's still pretty crafty, but he's not as as you know dominant as he was at that tournament. And uh, Croatia opened with a nil nil draw against Morocco, which was a good result for Canada because they're, they're going to have to finish against ahead of both of those teams. If you assume that Belgium is going to win the group and move on, Canada has to finish second. So they'll need to finish ahead of both those teams. And a nil-nil draw is not, uh, not a great result. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. If they, can, uh, if they can score, they might be able to get uh, at least a draw against um, Croatia. Then if they can beat Morocco uh, next Thursday, then um, there's a good chance they'll go through, which would be amazing for their first appearance in, uh, in 36 years. And, and even if they don't, um, you know, this tournament proves, um, you know, that they should be at a world cup. They're not imposters. So, it, when when Canada, along with the U.S. and Mexico, won the right to host the 2026 World Cup, normally what happens is the host, just like Qatar, is playing in this World Cup, even though their team is not they very good. They get a good. bye, right? 
yeah, they get, yeah, you get, you, you automatically qualify. But then there was, there was talk. I remember of that not being necessarily rubber stamped for Canada because they don't have a history of being, you know, worthwhile competition. And like, you know, I guess, I guess, especially cause there's three hosts are like giving three spots, you know, mm-hmm. and if one of them is, is going to be kind of like an easy out, maybe we shouldn't do that. But now they, they've proven that they deserve that spot, right? Because they're, they're competing, they're competing well four years previous. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, and it's, it's a, it's a good, it's, it's a good tournament for Canada to show that it, belongs on the world stage and then you know a lot of these guys that are on the team they're going to be just hitting their prime mm-hmm. four years from now they're gonna it's a, so you know that's a lot, a lot of reasons to be optimistic oh for sure and i you know like you said they get the first game under their belt and go from mm-hmm. there yeah I, I heard that there was also a big brampton connection on the team that like what seven seven players are all from brampton I don't know if you heard that, I, or there was a good number of them. <laughs> I, 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 I think I, I may have pulled seven out of thin air, but I thought there was like a good number of players on that squad right now that that, that have some roots in Brampton. There are, I know there are. Yeah, I think uh, Kyle Laren might be from Brampton, who's one of the strikers, the strikers who comes off the bench, and yeah, I think there's, yeah, I think there are a few from from Brampton. Mm. Brampton is like. Brampton has has a few like um, you know a uh, couple of guys in the NBA are from Brampton. Um, a few of the uh, a few of the Argos. I want to give a shout out to the Argos for oh, the yeah. big uh, Grey Cup win. Uh, one of the weirdest. <laughs> maybe maybe when we're done talking about the World Cup, I can briefly mention that was one of the weirdest games. The, 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 the blocked field goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was nuts. Um, yeah. We don't need to talk about it because, yeah, that's just essentially it. There was there was there was a block field goal to there was a block field goal that would have won it for the Argos, and then about a minute later, with like you know time running out of the clock, there was a blocked field goal that would have won it for the Blue Bombers. That was the end of the game. Two blocked field goals. It was nuts. Done. Essentially, well, essentially, like 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 the Argos kicked a rouge in the you know to go up four yeah. nothing at one point so that rouge is like that's the margin of victory right there they won that game by one point they can thank that rouge there you go did they actually call it out as a rouge yeah they always call it like a like like an like a, a single a, or whatever yeah or or, or failed yeah. field goal attempt right yeah, yeah but yeah. it's a rouge so um the canada game first world cup qatar Second, FIFA, there's always stuff going on with FIFA and especially where they're hosting. The Canadian game is also not um, shielded from the controversy because there was this one thing about there was the armband that the players were told not to wear. And that was like one love with the rainbow kind of um, mm-hmm. doing some solidarity with the LGBTQ community. So this woman from Guelph apparently uh, was she was able to get her Canadian flag into her, into the stadium, onto, into her seats. So you're thinking, well, so what, what's she brought a Canadian flag? Well, the Canadian flag that she had was the, uh, the maple leaf in the center was a rainbow color, not red. So she was waving it around and whatever. And yeah, lo and behold, three security guards came up to her and told her to 
to hand the the flag down and said, you can't wave that. And she said, well, it's my country's flag. And these guys were smarter than that. He said, that's your Canadian, that's your country's flag and just pointed to like a standard one that was out there. And, but that is not. So mm-hmm. yeah, she, after a, a bit of back and forth, which is surprising, like she, she gave it up and because otherwise they would have like took all their tickets or she would have been blackballed. But she was on talk radio like this morning and this is where I got the story. And she was, she just had that Western tourist. I come from a free land. Uh, my rights shouldn't be trodden or I, I should be able to do what I what do at home that I do in somewhere else. It's like, yes, there's nothing wrong with her flying the flag, the flag. In fact, you know, I, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you go over there and they say, don't fly this flag. And mm-hmm. then you're like giving them guff. <laughs> like, that's like the last thing you want to do when you go over there, right? Like to, to get yourself in trouble with the authorities, even over something silly. You think it's something silly, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, Qatar obviously is pretty well documented, has a. Has a pretty bad record when it comes to you know um, gay rights, and yeah, as as evidenced by this whole arm armband f- fiasco, you know. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, I think like if you're going over, if you're going over to you know, it's a it's a it's it's a sovereign sovereign country, and they have their own sort of laws and stuff, and they might be really shitty. Um, but you kind of have to respect it, right? Like, yeah, I, 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 you know, yeah, I agree that you got to know, you got to know before you go over what's going to like, you know, now maybe, I don't know, maybe she was fine just making her statement and then, then her flag got confiscated, but she made her statement and, and that's, that's cool. But like if she's surprised or she's, or she feels that she was, you know, treated unfairly. Like, I don't know, like, you know, if it, if it had been like a local, that person might be in jail or what, I don't know how it works over there, but like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't, you can't apply what's acceptable in your country and just assume that, you know, you can, you can, you know, apply that to, to other countries when you go visit. That's it. Is a very sort of Western, yeah. Because you you always hear you always hear the story once in a while, and then they then they start crying to the government to try to get them out. Right. Yeah. Usually, yeah. While they're yeah. suffering in some hole, <laughs> like it's not exact. Like I I couldn't even imagine what a prison in Qatar would be like. Yeah, I don't know. I hope they have air conditioning, but. Uh... <laughs> Did you see well, some of the rooms that some of the so let's let's so she's fine everything's fine with her but still it was just the the attitude of you know or what are they going to do to me like thinking yes like what what law did I break well I mean you just have they to can look do at whatever this. they want yeah I mean it's it's I mean it's not in the exact same thing but you just have to look at that uh, basketball player Brittany Griner who's played who's playing professionally in Russia mm-hmm. and she. she she had like some vape cartridges and they threw her and, and they threw, threw her in prison. They said sort of like nine, nine uh, years in prison because they found like traces of marijuana in these vape cartridges that she had. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and it's, it's not a, an analogous story other than, you know, 
they they'll they'll do they'll, they can do whatever they want in their country <laughs> and you know yeah. she's got joe biden pleading for her r- release and that hasn't happened yet given <laughs> relations between the u.s and russia it may not happen until you know so yeah don't assume don't assume that because you're afforded certain protections living in canada or, or in the in in a western sort of liberal democracy that 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 uh, those um, protections are going to extend to you know other parts of the world where um, you know they have a different outlook. Curtis, I don't like it when mall security at the Eaton Center approaches me. <laughs> like, mm. I couldn't even imagine what it would be like being like in that stadium and have the armed security guards of of that country there approach yeah. me. I'd be just like, here, yeah, take my flight here. Let's, yeah, yeah, here. yeah. Sorry, my bad. I mean, I, w- I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go. Oh because, yeah. Well that, that because, first thing, first thing I that. know, cause I know what the deal is over there. Right. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to a place like that to, to watch a world cup game, you know, because, because, because you don't have this because when you're in that country, you're not going to have the same rights. Mm-hmm. And um, really like the, the, it shouldn't be there anyway. And I think yeah. a lot of people know that this tournament should not be in that country for for many reasons. We've already touched on the heat, uh, you know, the, the and, and the, the the number of migrant workers that died building that stadium. Yeah, they like had it's to build, staggering. They had to build nine stadiums. They didn't have they didn't have any they didn't have any infrastructure for this. Like 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 FIFA has, has said that Canada couldn't be a host before because we have because we because we have turf in our stadiums. At least we had stadiums. <laughs> they had to build all these stadiums, yes, with migrant workers. And yeah, I saw the the documentary that they did on uh, was it ABC that oh, uh, Brian Gumble. Yeah, just brutal, brutal conditions. Um, well, did you see? Uh, because it, you know how you, you you look at the crowds and there's tons of people there, and a the tickets must have been expensive, and even staying there is expensive. Did you see the um, shipping container hotels that they were popping up? <laughs> no. Have you seen? Yeah, because they were like $200 or $250 US a, uh, a night. And they're basically a shipping container with like two beds and like a bathroom in it. Oh, jeez. Because you <laughs> think you can stay. Can you afford to stay in a Qatari uh, hotel? I don't yeah, think they I, have I a holiday in there, Curtis. Yeah, yeah I, take it, I take it they don't have like a comfort suites or <laughs> <laughs> yeah well anyways let's let's get back because i know i know it's it's kind of it feel it feels weird you're watching fifa because i yeah, i like watching it too and then you're like oh i feel bad for watching it but i'm enjoying the heck out of it it's such a good tournament it's such a yeah. good tournament um yeah but it's such a crap organization yeah, yeah. yeah so let's recap what happened today so today uh more soccer superpowers uh portugal uh, it's portugal and ghana oh i'm sorry yes Portugal Ghana. Yeah. So and, Ronaldo. Uh, yep. Uh, Ronaldo scored on a penalty to open the scoring. Um and uh yeah, set a set a record it was a milestone goal because he became the fifth uh, male soccer player to score in five World Cups. That so guy's incredible. He's no, no, no. He, he's not a young guy. That's what's yeah, incredible. <laughs> right? Like He's still yeah. like, in terms of athleticism, like the, the guy's still got it, right? Like, what are you gonna? 
He's oh. and he's uh, he's looking to market himself too because he's been uh, he's he's parted ways with Manchester United uh, for a second time. So he's free. He's free to pick up. Hmm. Um, yeah. So that was at the 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 Ghana manager was uh, uh, very upset about that uh, penalty, which you know in the end ended up being sort of the difference. You know, Ghana scored twice. Um, to make it a to make it interesting but uh he he uh lambasted the referee for giving the uh the penalty awarding the penalty he called it a special gift hmm. so so he'll get fined he'll yeah getting, he'll get fined pretty soon neymar brazil yeah um, they, they played serbia right they played serbia yeah and they won um was it two nil okay. yeah yeah, yeah. And, they, uh, it was it was a pretty close half, and then I I went back down to my office to work, and then I came back up, and it was like two nothing. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but apparently Neymar got an ankle injury in that. He came off, and he was like very he was very upset, and uh, uh, when he came off, and apparently he sustained an ankle injury, so it, he's going to get that looked at. That could be. I mean, Brazil's good enough that. You know mm-hmm. they 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 can still win the tournament without him, but uh, that would be certainly be a a blow uh, as they look to win. Uh, I think I think they've what would what would be their sixth World Cup? I think yeah, I think I think, five. I think they've won five and been runner up twice, but they haven't appeared in the, in the in the final since two uh, two thousand two. So yeah, crazy. Yeah. And then the other one was Uruguay and uh, South Korea uh, drew nil nil. Uruguay's yeah, I always like Uruguay. They're like a classic team, you know. They were, they won the first ever World Cup. They've won they won two of the early World Cups. They always put put forth like a pretty decent squad, um, you know. And and uh, and, so, and South Korea is uh, pretty legit. Um, mm. But yeah, no, I, I I watched that match. There was like some good chances, but like you know. Um, I'd, I'd like to see more from both those teams in their next match. So the, this tournament also has seen in the early days some serious upsets, right? So what's the what in your in your mind? What was the biggest upset that we've seen so far? Definitely Saudi Arabia two one over Argentina. Argentina's ranked third in the world, and they've won their share of World Cups, and uh, and, they have, uh, and they've got and they've got one of the possible goats of the game. Yeah, Lionel Messi, uh, obviously one of the greatest uh, players of this generation for sure. Hmm. Um, and he scored uh, to give uh, on a penalty to give uh, Argentina one uh, nil lead going into the half. And at that point, it looked like it was a fait accompli. Uh, and Saudi Arabia, who don't really have much world success to their name, uh, were, were not having it and <laughs> scored two goals within five minutes of each other. <laughs> And uh, and and yeah, a shock. I think probably maybe the most shocking group stage win ever in the World Cup in yeah. recent memory, at least. But so is the yeah. Crown Prince. Crown Prince going to give gift every player a Rolls Royce for that victory? Yeah, that's the thing too. It's like you kind of like, ah oh, man, what a great upset. That's so good for the game. It's like, oh, but 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 MBS. <laughs> <laughs> That means MVS is gonna have a good night, you know. Um, yeah, so so that was a big that was a big upset, very interesting upset. And then um less not as um 
extreme of an upset, but certain, certainly an unexpected result was Japan uh, beating Germany, another another classic powerhouse, two uh, one. Mm-hmm. And it fell to a very similar script where Germany scored on a penalty in the first half, and then Japan um, play you know sort of woke up in the second half and started playing a lot more inspired, and then scored. Uh, two goals and both their goals um, came from guys. They came on as substitutes and both of them play in the Bundesliga. So maybe they had some, uh, had some knowledge of German tactics or something. Um, the winning goal uh, was amazing. I've, I haven't seen a goal like this very often where the guy, um, I think his name is Asano and he ran down the flank and, um, and then scored on and i thought oh he's gonna run out of he's running out of real estate and he and he uh just kicked the ball from a really tight angle and it's kind of snuck in above uh the german goalkeeper neuer and he scored and i was just like wow what a that was a fantastic goal it would be a shame if they didn't uh, win after that and they managed to hold on so some yeah some very unexpected uh results so far and then there's been like you know england six iran two or whatever and spain beat costa rica seven nil and there's been like i don't know what's going on with these games like up until the canada game every single one that i watched had at least seven minutes of added time and in some cases 10 10 minutes or more added time that's like highly irregular like normally you don't see that much at a time and they, and and in games where it's just not necessary so they added 8 minutes to the end of this Spain Costa Rica game and Spain's already winning 6-0 and then, and then because they've got so much extra time they they tack wow. on a seventh goal and added time when when you're when you're ranked in your table via aggregate as football does right you want to score as many goals as possible if you can yeah, well, it's a yeah, because it because it could be a tiebreaker. Yeah, uh, for sure. But uh, well, but yeah, I just, I just thought I just thought that that was needless to add. <laughs> I'm the game that was essentially over. Just kicking Wellman down. Well, okay. Well, we still got uh, what three more weeks of this. So this is great. There's yeah. always something on TV, right? That's that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um. What one thing we kind of wanted to mention? Um. Uh. Rest in peace, Boria Salming passed away. Uh. Was it? Actually, today, right? At yeah, today's when Wednesday, twenty fourth. Yeah. yeah, at yeah, seventy one. Seventy one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had uh, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, definitely one of the biggest players of my youth. You know, like mm-hmm. I was uh, that kid who lived in the Toronto area and stuck with the Leafs in the eighties. When any other kid who was smart decided to cheer for the Oilers or the Islanders. <laughs> or the Habs or some, some other team. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Salming. Yeah. So he, uh, you know, he was really um, now, you know, when you, when you think about the NHL and you think about the, the some of the great players, um, you know, like lot, you'll think of lots of guys from Europe, lots of Swedes, lots of Finns, some R- Russians, you know, and that wasn't the case, you know, when he's, when he joined the league in, in, uh, 1973 uh you know that that wasn't uh that wasn't the way it was like it was Mm -hmm. very much a north american league and Mm -hmm. probably mostly a canadian league and uh, he kind of showed that um a european 
a, a European defenseman at that, like, which is, you know, fairly, you know, could play, be tough, uh, be skilled and thrive in the NHL and sort of open the door for, you know, and you couldn't picture that league now without, you know, it's European stars. Mm-hmm. And he was the guy who sort of started all that. And I, 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 I was a huge fan of his, you know, because he, st- he stayed with the team throughout the entire 1980s. That <laughs> was the ugly, that was dark, dark period. And Harold Ballard in his prime, like those were bad years to be a Leafs fan. And he was there, he was there the entire time. And yeah, he was, uh, he, he was, he was great. Uh, I was, you know, because like, I, I didn't really know how much his ALS had progressed until, um, just earlier this month when he was in Toronto and they mm-hmm. honored him at the, uh, you know, during the hall of fame induction. And it was really nice. It was a really great tribute that the Leafs did. And, you know, he, huge uh, ovation as well, right? Yeah. Huge ovation. And, uh, you know, the first night he got to be out there with like Sittler and like some of the guys he was, uh, teammates with when, when, you know, when the Leafs were good in this, in the late seventies, um and uh, yeah very emotional um yeah and then so obviously you know you could see that he that he was uh you know that the that the disease was taking its toll and then it was yeah sad sad to hear 71's quite young um but uh yeah a lot of fond memories of 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 solving i was telling you the one though is like i can't remember it was like later in his career and he got that skate to the eye yeah, yeah like showing him like on the Newsweek interview, and he had this big gash over his eye, and his eye was all milky white because it was injured, and you couldn't see like the the iris of pupil or anything. He looked like he looked like he he kind of looked like a like an eighties cartoon supervillain. So that that was that was the game with Detroit, right? Well, it might have been, yeah. yeah, yeah. So apparently, it took nearly two hundred and fifty stitches to close the wound. Yeah. Like, so you can Don, like, like Don Jerry, always talking about how soft Swedes are. Look at this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Tough as nails. I'd say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Because yeah, I remember seeing him in town and it was almost like, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe those things he came home, had his ovation and said, I'm okay. It's time to go. Maybe. 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 Yeah. He had Did a big. He had a big thing in uh, a big thing in Sweden uh, when he got back. There was a big uh, celebration for him, so maybe he just kind of knew, you know, he's running out of time, so he was just mm-hmm. sort of yeah, he just wanted to go back to Toronto one last time, and then you know, but uh, was, I'm glad that he got to do it. Uh, Maple Leaf, great, Barry Salming, seventy-one. Oh well. All right, Curtis, let's head over to our weekly catharsis for the frustratedly moral philosopher in all of us and that is the am i the asshole segment so this one's an interesting one this one i I, is more of a a funny one because this um kind of relates back to maybe entitled people like the woman with the canadian rainbow flag in a different country am i the asshole for pretending not to know my fiance after she had a meltdown during boarding the plane and was eventually thrown off take that all in curtis <laughs> i think i need to hear more details larry <laughs> so curtis you know 
you you and Heather traveled recently. The rule is when you bring on carry on luggage, it's got to fit in that carry on thing, or it's in your backpack, your laptop bag can go underneath. So it's because space inside the cabin is limited. Hmm. And people don't like to check luggage, especially now because of all the delays and whatever, people losing luggage. You always hear that story is, is very high, right? So the the gentleman here apparently might not be her fiance much longer, I think. They went on vacation. Doesn't say where, but uh, he knew better about boarding the plane. Just brought a backpack with him um, so that, you know, because he wants to make sure he's got everything so he doesn't check his bags. But his fiance didn't listen to the advice about packing light and chose to bring basically a regularly full-size bag that would barely fit in the uh, carry-on. Generally speaking, the airline worker didn't want to deal with the trouble, so they allowed her through all the gates and everything. But when the time came to the airline worker at the gate, at actually the ramp, that's when uh, things drew the line. So um, apparently it was a packed flight. They were bordering last in economy. It was just like it just kind of went sideways from there. So he got through f- fine with his backpack. But the funny thing is he didn't stay with her. <laughs> so he just kind of he kind of went in and they they obviously stopped her because of the bag. But he kept going towards his, his seat. So I think that's maybe... A, a, an asshole mark for him right there like who does that especially when you're <laughs> traveling with someone yeah like even if 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 you and i were traveling together curtis and and that, that's what happened i would stop and wait right <laughs> right yeah because of that so yeah, you'd be like what's going on why isn't uh you know yeah so but apparently he didn't stick around to hear what was going on but he could hear the argument from behind through the uh the tunnel and it was getting heated so he was about to go back to try to smooth things out, but suddenly the fiance rushed past him, boarded the plane, and you know thought everything was fine. But apparently that was not the case. Once they settled into their seats, he was he said he was a little tired. The airline worker and a cop showed up to the seat, and apparently they weren't messing around and wanted her off the plane. She tries to plead and actually starts crying. And they were not having anything of it because probably they were not leaving Pearson. They were probably somewhere else. Um, But apparently in the moment of panic, he went into self-preservation mode and the cop asked if they were together and he blurted out, no. (laughs) Apparently he got the dagger eyes from the girlfriend or the fiance she shot up, grabbed her bag, and followed the cop out. She also was swearing and screaming the whole way out. So he gets home okay, and they get home okay, and I guess they're still fine. But uh, everyone's calling him the asshole, except for, I guess, people in his workplace because, you know, they had some kind of project due or whatever. But, man, Curtis. Yeah. I um I think I could do that even if even if going turning turning the clock back if not husband and wife like at fiance level like they're obviously planning on getting married like I a the whole gay thing was weird and the fact that he blurts out no they're not together yeah 
Well, I mean, yeah, he obviously, you know, it was an asshole move to do that. Uh, that being said, I, I, I kind of understand uh, because <laughs> I, I really, I really don't like it when, um, you know, you give you give somebody some some advice, and especially because because it, it will affect you, right? Like, you know, for the very reasons you're saying, because you've you've got to be with this person at the airport. You want to make sure and boarding the plane and stuff. Clearing customs, you want to make sure that you know that that your your tra- people you're traveling with. You want to make sure you're simpaticos that you can like get through everything like with a minimum of of problems. But uh, she doesn't. She says this is another weird thing. Like, have they not? Is there? I understand there's been COVID and everything, but like th- this is the first time they're traveling together on a plane and and they're engaged. Like. Uh, I, 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 no details there. Yeah, but you're right. But for me, it's also, I, I also give those people the stink eye where I'm sitting in my seat or I'm sitting in the gate and I can look at someone's luggage and say, Oh, come on. How is that carry on? Oh, all the time. Yeah. That I, I hate those people. And she's one of them. So partly I'm not very sympathetic to her. Yeah. Just check your damn bag. Just check you know? the damn bag. <laughs> exactly. It's Follow so the ridiculous. rules. If it doesn't fit in the those that little with a little stencil thing, yeah, where yeah, yeah right. But uh, I guess it'll be telltale sign is she if she's like that now. Like I don't know how she'll learn from this experience. So should they get married? If now he's also a jerk for leaving her and saying no and all that. But I don't know. It's one of those things where maybe they deserve each other. Yeah, yeah, that could be. That could be. Um, <laughs> I definitely don't. <laughs> the two people I think are jerks also. Number one is the f- first person to have the opportunity to tell her to check her luggage and just say, I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> Thus putting the onus on the people close to the gate. It's like throwing their throwing their coworkers under the bus. Like you deal with this crazy woman. I nope. I don't get paid enough. I'm quiet quitting. I'm not gonna do <laughs> That's a jerk. That's kind of a jerk. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. Because I have to sit. I have to sit in this chair behind this counter wearing this ridiculous outfit. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like. Yeah, it shouldn't get to that point because then she's thinking, right? Like, oh, oh. I guess it's fine then because if it wasn't, they would have, you know, f- way far in advance told me that I couldn't do it. So he, so that person is kind of a jerk, and then also this guy's coworker saying, "Phew, thank God." <laughs> I know the this, this, your this. your fiance is still in like wherever, but you're here to work on this time sensitive project. That's all that we care about. Yeah, I don't think I want to be around any of those people in general. Yeah. yeah. So, so Curtis, what's 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 the call? Uh, I think I think I think like it's a it's an a, it's an asshole fest. <laughs> it's it's more ass more ass than a donkey, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> ten out of ten on the asshole meter. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. Um, didn't you have a story about someone else who also didn't follow the rules that was kind of t- timely with our other story with the woman with the flag? Oh yeah, yeah. Just in general, like again, like. It's just, it's just like when somebody tells you something and they've been like, especially about a country or about like a place that has like certain, a certain custom or whatever, and they've been there for a while, like just believe them. 
you know and this mm. this this happened to me when i was living in england this was was, was quite a while ago and and a friend of mine had just moved to England, like was there for the lot, wasn't there just for a visit, but had had relocated there. And uh, so I took him out uh, for for we were going to go out for drinks, but before that we went and we got we went to Tesco's, which is a supermarket chain, and they sell all kinds of booze because it's the UK. And I bought him a, a snake bite, like a bottled snake bite. And a snake bite is half lager, half cider, and then they'll put in like some blackcurrant cordial so that you can drink it like you're drinking a Ribena juice box. So, you know, you can you can drink a lot of alcohol in a very short amount of time. It's very easy drinking. Uh, and uh, he really liked it. And I said, that's a funny thing because a lot of pubs won't serve it to you because like, you know, the pubs were closing at 11. Sometimes people would take the snake bites and they drink like maybe two or three once they hear the bell for like last call and then they'll go outside and get in fights or whatever it's just more trouble than it was worth and it was a big thing and i remember like they would they would give you a hard time if you tried to order one it wasn't worth it mm-hmm. and and of course he didn't believe me uh, or or either he, he didn't believe me or he believed me and didn't care and just wanted to be a a jerk so we went to this bar and 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 i said to him i said like I know what you're like and I know you want to order a snake bite. Just listen to me, you know, and and I'll get the first round and I got us like a couple of bitters or whatever. And then sure enough, I came to his round and he goes, I'll have two snake bites. <laughs> and the woman, it was like a girl behind the bar. She was like, and she was, and she was like really taken aback by the order. And she was like, oh, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know how to make one. And she looked all like concerned. And she went like, Nigel. And this massive dude came from this room in the back. And he was all tatted up and, you know, had like a, had like a, like, like one of those like strong man mustaches and stuff. <laughs> like, and, and, uh, and she goes, how do you make a snake bite? And he's like, who ordered snake bite? And he's looking at everybody at the bar. And then, and the the girl behind the bar goes those those two guys over there and points at us, and then another girl behind the bar goes, "I think they're American." <laughs> and then this guy's looking at Nigel's looking at us. I'm like, he's gonna like throw us out, or even worse, like rough us up and throw us out, all because this guy wouldn't listen to me. But 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 instead he said, "All right, snake bites for them, but none of the locals." And then he just went into the back room. So we did get our snake bites, but but I was I was very concerned for my well being. <laughs> yeah, but not without some 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 high blood pressure, unnecessarily high uh, yeah. raised blood pressure. He didn't order he didn't order one for the rest of the night, so that was good. So uh, the 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 tale of of this podcast seems to be: listen to the rules, don't push the limits <laughs> unnecessarily. Be yeah. at your be at a flag in a in a pretty conservative strict country. Or carry on luggage size, or uh, snake bite near yeah. a clo- near a last call. Yeah, don't do don't don't do the snake bite thing. If you, I don't know, maybe it's changed in England now. Is it tasty? I, oh yeah, it was really good. <laughs> okay, on to the headlines. A new epidemic is raging through Springfield, and this one didn't start with Krusty Burger's Whatchamacarcus sandwich. Oh, Curtis, it's been a while since we've had a Hamilton headline. This one, uh, well. I don't know. Let's just get let's just get to it. There's no no need to kind of hide around this. Hamilton says 
hole made purposefully 26 years ago in sewer drained wastewater into harbor. Yeah. So if you're wondering why Hamilton is not like a beach community where people are swimming, you could probably understand why, because in the, in 1996, uh, between Burlington street and Wentworth street, I think that's kind of North end of um, Hamilton. They had a combined sewer pipe of storm drain and like from that suburb or is that subdivision of sewer water or raw sewage water were combined. And since 1996, it was flowing right into the harbor. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> How You're Andrea Horvath. You just became mayor, mayor and then you inherit this crap. <laughs> like how's that you i remember when you were pitching this story here you uh you said like uh so we'll have a story about uh hamilton hamilton's smelly hole and i was like isn't hamilton's smelly hole just hamilton well now you know <laughs> why. The whole place. i i kid i i always say say mean things about hamilton but uh we do have a listener who's who's uh taken me to task a couple of times on my characterizing um Hamilton of being like mullet central and and I will and I will like admit that I think like um you know I'm uh my characterization of Hamilton being uh, mullet central is is exaggerated and (laughs) and and that and that is fair and um and one of the one of the things that really brought it home is when the Argos won the Grey Cup one of their guys um H.J. Ouellette who's like their big running back has 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 a mullet that out mullets anything that the Steel City could ever throw at you. So it's like a Brian Bosworth mullet. Oh, it's like yeah, it's a crazy mullet. It's a crazy mullet. But like, I think what happened was I went to I went to a Tie Cats game at uh, um, what was it called before it was Tim Hortons Field, uh, Iverwind Stadium. I went to a Tie Cats mm-hmm. game at Iverwind Stadium, and I saw a ton of mullets. And I think I I. Decided to to base that as my template for for Hamilton. Oh, but, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, Boreas Almi must have had a really good mullet back in the day. I don't know. No, no if he did. Yeah, maybe not. Because the re- the reason why I, I I also brought that up is I I've now kind of moved back into the Cucumber Studios. Um, I haven't really fully set up just yet, but I've been throwing a whole bunch of things away. And and one thing is. Um, donating a lot of books, and apparently I had this comedy book called "The Big Book of Mullets." Oh, I, I must have been gifted to me because I don't have any recollection of reading through it. Even when I was flipping through it, I was like, none of these pages look familiar to me. But there's someone that uh, is in that book, and I argue not a mullet. So I'd like to get your opinion, Curtis. Hulk Hogan. Uh, that's a well. That is a skullet. Yeah, that's right. It's a skull yeah. because yeah. It, it, he the man was bald, so he just kind of let it go. So I, I don't think that's fair to call it like a true mullet. No, that's a skull. That's a different thing. Yeah, that's a different. Yeah. That's a different, and maybe even more unfortunate hairstyle choice. Yeah, the famous yeah. skeletons, Kim Mitchell, uh, Paul Heyman. Yep. Yeah, skeleton is not a good. Is is it worse than him? I think like, a mullet can be fun. And a skullet is never fun. It's yeah, because a skullet is also you know well both both are by choice, but one one you can make better life choices. I think. 
I am looking at now a picture of Borisoming like way back in the day, and it, he does have kind of a kind of a mullet, but mostly he sort of had like a Grace Jones hairstyle, hmm. kind of high and tight. <laughs> okay, well you know something you set your watch to. Yes, Johnny Unitas. Okay, here we go. Our next headline. Skittles reminds fans not to throw Skittles at Harry Styles with full page LA Times ad. Yeah. So I don't know if that became, I don't know why that became a thing of throwing Skittles at him, or maybe it was just an isolated single incident, but apparently someone did hit him. I guess it hit him in the eye with a bunch of Skittles. And I don't know if they're, people are following and they're, they're on tour and people are throwing other things at him. Apparently, Things like chicken nuggets and other unidentified object that hit him in the groin area. Like, who who buys tickets to Harry Styles only to go to throw crap at him? Like, don't you have better things to do? That is the that is like the ultimate. <laughs> that is that is the that is the ultimate condemnation of Western society. It's like you are wealthy enough and have enough free time. To buy a really expensive ticket to go see Harry Styles, who you who you clearly don't even like, just so that you can throw candy at him. Because the the seats, like I don't I don't know how your throwing arm is, Curtis, but there's no way I'm throwing Skittles from the nosebleed seats to hit Harry Styles. No. Like I have to be like close, right in in the uh, in the Taylor Swift expensive ticket section. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you need to yeah, you would need to be you would need to be in like the uh the the VIP seats to be able to hit Harry Styles with a skittle. Yeah. Well, so the ad basically said protect the rainbow, taste the rainbow, but please don't throw the rainbow. I wonder if like the person who threw it was a plant for skittles so that so that they could so that they'd have like some fodder for their big advertising campaign at, at the at the cost of Harry Styles. Yeah, at the cost of <laughs> at the cost of Harry Styles. Possibly That's losing a small an price eye. to pay. That's a small price to pay for so much publicity. It's 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 just one line on the on the on the on the on the on, the, on your income statement balance sheet, right? This is one one little line. Yep. You know, we we've been using computers for a long time, Curtis, right? We've we've had our fair share of passwords. Apparently, hackers guess the world's most common passwords in under one second. Make sure yours isn't on the list. So this has a list of the top twenty worst or worst and common passwords. Apparently, in twenty twenty two, it's quite shocking. <laughs> to, to me, it's, it, this list is quite shocking, but maybe I shouldn't be. Maybe I'm a bit naive here. But apparently the number one used password that was easily hacked in 2022, Curtis, was password. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. underscore. You could at least capitalize the P. Yeah. Just to make it that much difficult. Yeah. Or, or turn one of the S's into a dollar sign, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. This list, Curtis. Like, yeah, it's just pure laziness. It's mostly it's mostly numerals. Some of the other ones that have um, um, uh, alphanumeric characters are uh, guest and and my favorite qwerty. <laughs> you, what's I, I want to tell you about one of my favorite passwords that I had, 
Uh, and I think it was uh, I think it was Steam um, on my Steam account. For some reason, I kept it kept um, forgetting or I kept forgetting my password or a couple of times I had to change it because I remember like there was some attempts. So my password must have been OK because there was attempts to hack my Steam account mm-hmm. and they were originating in Belarus. I remember like, the, you know, you could trace the because they because they sent me a notification saying, you know, you're somebody in a in a very different countries trying to access your steam account and it's belarus so i had to change it a bunch of times i guess i kept forgetting it or but it was frustrating me so much that i just changed my password to please fucking work (laughs) 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 that was my steam password for a long time you you didn't feel like uh insulting like a famous belarusian hockey player and that would be your password no no i should have I don't know any any Belar- Belarusians except for uh, who's the guy Luchenko, the guy who's like yeah I, yeah I don't know someone named Alexi. I'm sure there's lots of Alexis out there. Oh yeah yeah. So, but a lot of these other passwords, a lot of just one two three one two three four five six one two three four five six eight nine. Oh, six, six, one, six, one, six, one. six 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 six. Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> the 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 six sixes. Yeah. Also known as the brother-in-law of the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Of the beast. Yeah. Um, and then number 20, just straight up one, two, three. Yeah, I thought that would, given the laziness uh, uh, on hand, I thought that would have been a lot more popular. But uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the one that does stand up kind of weird, maybe you can help me why people would use that, is number nine. C-O-L-1-2-3-4-5-6. I don't know. I'm wondering, like, why, like, that's like... The the letters are all far away from the keyboard. Like QWERTY makes sense because you're just lazy. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. But yeah, hey folks, don't use lazy passwords. I mean, it's so easy now. You 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 just get Google to generate them, and then it just you know gives you some weird weird sort of string of characters. Yep. And then you know, Curtis, you talked about your Steam account. Apparently, this next story is video game related. Um, also, to our friends in China who are trying to obliterate COVID, go to COVID zero. Apparently things are getting really bad there, um, Curtis. I didn't bring up a COVID story, but but they did gain a victory, Curtis, because China claims that youth gaming addiction resolved. Yep. They cracked it. They're flying the victory flag on video game addiction for young people. What the hell does that mean? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think I think probably you know what I think? They've probably given up. <laughs> I think so. Or or the big or the big Chinese gaming companies are saying, uh, yeah, you're hurting our bottom line here. Yeah. Let them let them play games. But I love the fact that they're referring video games as spiritual opium. Yeah. I think that I think if I was in the video game industry, I'd be like, yeah. Damn right, we're spiritual. <laughs> that seems that's that that seems a bit high-minded, a bit of a yeah. high-minded sort of comment for what video games actually are. There's nothing really spirit. The opium I get. There's nothing really spiritual about them. Yeah. So apparently, uh, the study concluded that 75 percent of young gamers now played for less than three hours a week. Yeah, that's about what I'm getting right now with uh, with my life the way it is. But yeah, um, they're also clearly not playing Skyrim because what what can you get done in three hours in Skyrim a week? 
You can maybe do like you can maybe do a uh, you can raise your blacksmithing two levels maybe, <laughs> or Elden Ring. Yeah. Well, actually, no. You could probably speed run. Yeah, there are people who could who could beat it Elden Ring in three hours. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So maybe maybe three hours is it too. So, but apparently the Chinese government have blamed the rising gaming addiction among young people for uh, myopia, poor concentration, mental health problems, sleep disorders. Number two k- kills me. Poor concentration. <laughs> like. Has anyone not played video games in, in a while? Like it requires the most utmost concentration. Yeah, if you wanna, yeah, if you wanna play like any of these, um, you know, if you wanna play play an, like anything, anything that you can make a living at, like you know, Overwatch or mm-hmm. Call of Duty or whatever. Yeah, abso- absolutely. I mean, these guys, these these guys, and obviously they're an extreme example of a gamer, but they, they, they train like an athlete. Oh, yeah. In order to be able to concentrate, you know, uh, in a, in an overwatch, uh, related story, Curtis, I did, um, dig my way out of the trenches. I am now in the silver tier in competitive mode. Yeah, <laughs> so basically, uh, I was in bronze. Is so there, there's is there five there, bronze? No, there's five levels of bronze. There's five oh. levels of bronze. Oh. So basically, I, I'm at the point in time where the game feels I'm competitive enough to play with people who sort of think they're competitive. Okay. Because then there's then there's gold, uh, then there's a platinum, and then diamond. So diamond, if you're at the playing at the diamond level, you're probably not at pro, but you're probably playing in like the equivalent of like maybe G league <laughs> okay. you could, you could turn pro maybe, but um, I don't know. I, wow. They don't have, they don't have like pewter or whatever. That would be my level. No, 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 no. Tin. Or, uh, or, or, or some other lesser element. Amherst yeah. maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But apparently yes. Gaming addiction solve Curtis victory. Yeah. Congratulations for them. Yeah, and let's let's cl- we can't not close off uh, our American Thanksgiving episode, which happens to be it today, um, without a Thanksgiving story, or what I like to call Thanksgiving.er Musk fires dozens more Twitter staff the night before Thanksgiving. Why? Why in every picture of Elon, of Elon Musk does he look like? Does he look like a conductor, like like a conductor at like a really third rate orchestra? <laughs> that's a good. That's a good observation. Like 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 the Tulsa, like the Tulsa Symphony Orchestra or something like that. <laughs> Just, I don't know what, so, what that look is for. So with him firing and people leaving, and with his policies of and lack of benefits of working there. Other than to say you work for Elon's Twitter, they're soon going to be so shorthanded, Curtis, like he's going to have to start coding. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he already has. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know. It's it's weird because like I, obviously this is all going on and some of this stuff is actually playing out on Twitter, which is kind of the most meta thing about this this whole situation. Um, it's, it's like the movie Inception, right? 
<laughs> a little bit, yeah. But like, I guess for me, because like, like I I don't like social media that much in general, and I I don't use it for personal reasons, and I only use it for work because it's still, you know, especially because I'm in news, especially in news, like it's a it's a very like necessary resource, um, mm-hmm. you know. So so I'm kind of looking at it, and I'm only really looking at like news accounts and sports accounts and I'm, I don't really read the comment comments if I can help it. So like I'm, I'm kind of a bit shielded to what's going on. So I, I, I still like kind of take it for granted. Like, Oh, I, I need to find out. I want to find out a couple of things about, you know, the Raptors or whatever, like who's, mm-hmm. who's playing tonight. Like, is anybody out in the case of the Raptors? Everybody's out. Um, <laughs> oh God! I, I I I have my I have my shoes at the ready by my door in case Nick calls me. You better, you better, you may you may find out you're playing against Dallas, you know, this weekend. But uh, um, um, yeah, like I, I just kind of take it for granted that I'm always going to be able to use it as a resource. But like every once in a while, I'll see like somebody, like there'll be some cross pollination and somebody in the sports sort of. Uh, sphere that i'm in will comment on like this could be our last night on twitter <laughs> like is it really that bad and then i'll do a bit of a dive and they'll be like oh wow yeah there's a lot going on here <laughs> I, I must admit that twitter is kind of the one kind of the, of, of the of the big ones that i never i don't think i've ever done anything on twitter like i i might have seen a related story and it came sourced from twitter but it never appealed to me because it, it even from day one it just felt like screaming into a giant room, and I, I, it just never appealed to me. I guess, like I, I get what you're talking about, you know, catching those that that breaking news or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But I think there's several, there's so many different ways I can consume that that I, I think I think you said something at the beginning of the show. Um, the key to Twitter is just not reading the comments, right? Oh yeah, yeah. The comments are the worst. The worst things ever invented. Social media <laughs> comments are the worst things ever invented. You're just giving a voice to pe- to people who have who have nothing to say, but they're gonna make damn sure you hear. Yeah, or <laughs> just people, that, or people that just want to watch the world burn. Oh, there's lots of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Well, this uh, ends another episode of the Existential Cucumber. Thank you for listening. You can catch Curtis and I weekly on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, everywhere you can get your podcast. If those platforms have a rating, hey, why not give us a five star? Right, five star, and uh, put a comment in. We'll read the comments. In fact, we'll read the comments on the air. <laughs> Because we, we don't will. care. We will. Uh, but it also helps people find our little podcast. <laughs> Curtis, any final words uh, other than uh, go Canada, go and keep the World Cup uh, watching going? Well, definitely that. Uh, another, um, it's it's just kind of an interesting time in sports for Canada because the other, uh, the other thing that's going on is uh, Canada is in the Davis Cup semifinals they won they won their quarterfinal today against germany with a big comeback win and they play uh italy in the semifinals on saturday uh so this is like the big big uh international tennis tournament 
Um, Canada's never won it. They were in the final in 2019 against Rafael Nadal's Spain team and lost. Uh, but I think they've got a real shot this year. I think that's that would just be um, just another sort of amazing, um, an amazing result on the global level. Like sports is changing in Canada. It's not just hockey anymore. Oh yeah, no, no. I I think what's good is if they get far, then like you're right, they, it's proves to everybody that it's viable. So therefore, they're going to get more funding for better coaching, better facilities. So you're only going to get better player development. Be it whatever sport, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, you know, it's very famous for basketball, right? They call it the Vince Carter effect. Sure, absolutely. Uh, Vince Carter had a massive effect um, because if you look at uh, um, the uh, the real influx of Canadian talent is from the GTA and and to to an extent Montreal, but uh, yeah, that's that's all Vince Carter. Like for all Steve Nash has done. For Canadian basketball, really Vince, I think, is the bigger mover and shaker as far as, you know, what we have, what we have now in the NBA, uh, which is like, I think, what is there, like 20 Canadians in the NBA or something? Like, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. Okay, well, that ends an episode. Thank you for listening. And just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. Hear me, I'm living the good life while I'm working from home.